Juicy Papa's podcast back again. Jojo, how are you? What's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> We're here at Coffee Culture with Thomas. Thomas, let me ask you real quick. How do I say your last name? Uh, in English, they say Sprotten. Sprotten. Yeah. In, in German. In German, it's Sprotten, which is, sounds weird. So. Is it when people? So Thomas I thought is that good. Was something where like. <laughs> Like, you know, in, in, in the U.S., like, you have these, um, uh, like, Mexican, whether it's food or just culture. Right. And they say it a certain way, but we change how yeah. it is. And I'm like, that's not how you say it. Yeah. They don't call yeah. Mexico, Mexico, that's Mexico, you know, something like that. Yeah, exactly. But we change it. I mean, are you used to people? I'm, I'm totally used to it. Um, and it doesn't bother me, really. But, but the beautiful thing is in the Philippines. Pretty much everybody is on a first name basis, yeah. and yeah. and you add the pot to make, <laughs> to make it polite <laughs> or not or sir, sir, yeah, and, sir. <laughs> and and you're cool, so no problem at all. <laughs> um, you, I mean, you grew up in Germany, or you yes. grew up all over the world? How's no, um, I was pretty much a picture book German. I born and raised in Germany, and um, that was for the first. 30 years or so of my life. Although, um, I guess somehow I, I always had this kind of urge to discover places. And um, as a kid, I was always interested in, in those National Geographic kind of documentaries. And, and, and I always thought it would be cool to live and maybe work in places that I can only see on TV. So, yeah. Is that um, a common... Uh, thought process for um, Germans where they growing up a lot of people think they will live somewhere else like as an American I never I thought I was going to stay there my whole life no, <laughs> no actually if, if I look at um, my circle most of the people that I, I grew up with are still in the same place oh. doing the same things um, saying mostly oh well I really like what you're doing but I don't think I could ever do it Yes. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like they're, it's a pull-push thing, so they, they get drawn to the stories and to the pictures, but them actually taking that leap of faith and, and Doing a, going to a different yeah. culture and, and places. Um, there are, obviously, but among my friends, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the black sheep. Were you <laughs> traveling a lot before you actually <clears throat> lived? in some other place or did you how did that go? Well like you're traveling I, I guess this career. Growing up in Europe, traveling is part of oh. of our culture. Um, because our neighboring countries are so close by. So it's just very easy to, to move around. But then uh, my my first major trip was probably to the States, uh, New York. And, and it, <clears throat> and then traveling around there a bit. I know a lot of friends at that age that were much more adventurous, backpacking, uh, being au pairs for a year, taking you know time out of school. So I'm I'm probably a bit of a late bloomer in in German in German standards. But once I got going, I guess there's no looking back. Then uh, what probably was one of the key travels that I did was I spent three months in Tanzania in, in the very early 90s. Um, Where's that exactly? East Africa. Yeah, so, I I so it's between uh, Kenya in the north and um, Mozambique in the south. So I was really in the bush. So all these things that you, that you see on TV, um, the huts, the, the people, the you know, women carrying buckets of water for, for miles on the roads, on dust roads, um, seeing the animals. And seeing seeing all that, that was I guess one of the key um, experiences that that kind of confirmed that yeah this is this is what I can see myself yeah, being cool. in. Is that how long did you spend in, in Tanzania? That was three months, and I did an internship, which was kind of great because it was one of the requirements. I studied geography, okay, um, so. Okay. So I hit two birds with stone, but of course the nice part was really the traveling, seeing the Serengeti and Ngorongoro, Santibar. So really those, you know, this, 
smelling yeah, the food. You want to see the that's what, in the TV? That's what you grab. Did it? Yeah. That's so awesome. And then I'm in Bacolod. <laughs> I, I mean, so, I do. I follow you on your, um, you know, Instagram and social media. And one thing I noticed is, like, you got a lot of beautiful pictures all over the world. Oh yeah. You know, that's my wife's fault. Is that her? <laughs> I mean, is that? Um, are you have you always been into photography also or is it just capturing images in general i'm i'm a wannabe frustrated photographer to be <laughs> honest and i um i think thanks to technology and extremely good cameras on smartphones yeah, now smartphone, <laughs> right? uh discovering filters yeah. <laughs> no but um i just like capturing places i'm not very good at capturing people uh -huh. I don't have patience for making people pose in a certain way. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm the candid, uh, I like candid pictures, I like taking snapshots. Did stuff. you, in your travels from when you first started, did you have a lot of like uh, film pictures? Did you always have a camera? Like, you know, do you have like a... Slides. Oh, slides. Okay. Slides. So, because it was a, it was a big thing. Um, the, the, the father of my, my girlfriend then was and, and slides and yeah. stuff and and I remember we always had fun when we went on youth camps and all that stuff and we would have a you know slideshow night yeah, yeah, so everybody yeah. was just looking at these big screen pictures yeah, having fun and so I it, it took slides the only problem is that now they're all <laughs> somewhere in boxes and I, yeah. I never really got around to turn them into a digital um, files to look at them yeah. again so I have probably a lot of nice stuff I remember that slide <laughs> that was something special yeah you know because you had your you had albums and stuff and yeah. like if you decided hey this role I want to make this into slides and yeah. then I'm show it to a bunch yeah. of people on the and you know that, that machine with the remote control attached yeah. to the yeah. screen yeah. and the yeah. sound of the and then it gets yeah. you know it gets clogged up and it gets stuck yeah. and then everybody it like, all has <laughs> to get clogged up at some point yeah. in the show, right? or upside down and then everybody, oh, wait a minute <laughs> and like people would put together Really yeah. long shows. Yeah. Like you'd have other, yeah. other whatever carousels or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Yeah, the whole battery of you know different yeah. different uh, slides. Yeah. We're um, talking right now, it's probably people like this and like what, <laughs> what is that? PowerPoint? <laughs> PowerPoint slides? What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. And it was just recently it popped up on my Instagram those sponsored commercials. So there's this machine obviously that okay. where you insert the slide and then it kind of takes your yeah digitalizes it yeah, and yeah, turns it into really yeah so that, that's something I'm seriously thinking of doing my dad has a ton of, <laughs> of that well you know my, one of my dad's projects my mom and dad were huge picture takers yeah you know, like right. like any like Filipino right but in yeah. real pictures yeah oh my gosh <laughs> you know, you know, it's embarrassing yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, honestly you, you cherish that yeah. as you go along especially like, now when you get older yeah and you see the old yeah. pictures of your family. It's it's uh, you remember where remember that time. Yeah, yeah and like, and, yeah. and the people and the stupid things that you yeah. did and you know. <laughs> and you see the age, your age when you're. I mean, it's just actually sometimes I, I feel when I go home and and I left Germany essentially late nineties. So, but it's about twenty two years that I haven't really lived back home. It's kind of the glue that that sticks people together still like your friendship yeah. is built on on shared history and yes. shared experiences and sometimes I, I don't want to talk about the old days all the time but sure. sometimes it just takes a little bit of a fun moment when you yeah. remember I you remember that thing oh what was yeah. the name of that person yeah. uh, who was that again and I did that no yeah. way yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I, I feel like I'm someone who thinks about I don't want to say it in a weird way, but like my past a lot, right? Ah, that was a fun time, remember that? But when you get around certain friends, like that's your memories. Yeah. But they remember certain things about you that oh, you, yeah. you yeah. forgot about. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. I did that. And you might hate them for that. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, honestly, sometimes people remind me of like negative things. Like yeah, just yeah, as a yeah. kid, I'm like, oh my God, I'm such an asshole. Like, why, yeah. why did I do that? You yeah. Know? <laughs> well, generally, I guess, uh, as far as. I'm concerned. I guess I have a much better image of myself. You weren't that good after all. Okay, yeah. I, I'll take it now. So I agree funny. now. <laughs> um, when you said you were in Tanzania on mm. uh, internship, mm. was that through like uh, college or was it through work or? What yeah, was that, that was college. That was. Um, um, 
How old was I? My early 20s, I guess. Well, what were you studying? Uh, uh, geog geography. Okay. I, um, and then a friend of my mom's was a missionary. Okay. So he was working in, a, in an abbey. In the bush, and he was a plumber. So, and then what we did was we went through the bush to to survey areas to fix um, wells and um, impound like water sources to to give water supply to the villages. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, the truth was I basically walked around and my jaw always dropped looking at all these things. I mean, I was probably of no use at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, you know, think about that, I, I, you know, there's so many, like, issues, like, that we see in the media and in the world, but, like, even coming here, where you'll go to places where they don't have clean water yeah. or running water, Let or, like, just, mm. it's just normal, you yeah. know? And I never, I mean, you know, mm. I... Grow up in the U.S. You take that stuff for granted. I mean, what was that yeah. in twenties? Seeing those kind of things was that a first time to see those? Or you already it was, it was already in your mind? Or it was. It was my first time to see this. But um, well, I grew up in a very Catholic household, so I was active in, in church, and um, we always had fundraisers for oh, yeah. you know the poor people in uh, Latin America, and and we had um, our group of circles where we discussed global issues just you know poverty and justice and so um i was very much familiar with issues but basically from an academic point of view you know, you don't you don't see this you don't hear this you don't smell this it's much different whether you hang in your living room and, and zap around on tv or or have fancy talks i was lucky that some of my friends were exposed to travels like that and locations that um, I only heard from their stories that they existed, so I, I knew it was real. Yeah, of course. But getting a first-hand experience is, is bizarre, yeah. and you you think like people not should not be living like this, um, but then that's pretty much how how it is. Yeah. And it's still how it is up to this yeah, day. Up to this day, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's you can be so removed from it I, I mean I don't when I go back to the US like I try not to think about it as like I don't tell my friends oh you guys don't know what the hell is going on and you know but I, don't, I try not to look at it in that kind of judgmental way but I, I also realize like hey you know there's some things that man I just never thought of and yeah. you, you kind of know intellectually yeah. but again until you like have a friend that only <laughs> lives on a farm and has to go pick oh, yeah. up water and things oh yeah like because it's always you know, before I was thinking, we hardly knew anyone who was really unemployed. We hardly knew anyone or we didn't know anyone who had HIV. Right. You know, we, we didn't have Muslim friends. So all these kind of things are not part of my, my life or were not yeah. part of my life. And, and you know, what, what I realized is, and it's embarrassing actually, like living in the Philippines and being exposed to poverty and, and obviously people that are in need of anything um, that they can be quite annoying right? I mean you yeah. don't you have people wanting money when you're parking yeah. somewhere knocking on your yeah. doors yeah. And, and you get at times you get, you get angry rather than compassionate because you don't want those people you, you can give money yeah. and you think okay I've done a good job yeah. that's my charity and, and I'm done but if they start penetrating my little uh, space and yeah. privacy and wallet you know I'm I, I have to say that yeah. sometimes it really, really bugs me and just, just yeah. can you just leave me alone? Um, and that's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird thing. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. because I think that's the, the, the giving out money or something. Yeah. You think you're helping, but yeah. it doesn't, that, that's not what oh. they, like, oh. that's not the help that they need in that particular, yeah. like, because if you're just giving it and so this, they get oh. away, you're, you're, I mean, that's uh, kind of what you're doing. Yeah, you're Most not. Of the time, that's yeah. what I'm doing. You're like, not. All right, right here. here. Yeah, here. And then so you go away. I'm not really thinking yeah. about you yeah. or getting to know uh, what what's the yeah. problem. What, what why? Yeah, that well, and stuff like that. Because I, I guess that that's definitely true here where we live in in Negros. We like to give band aids. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah You know, to ease the. 
pain and to cover the wound, but we never really go yeah. to the root because that will shake up everything. Because our problems here, and I guess globally, are systemic. Yeah, absolutely. So, but nobody wants to rattle the, the, the system. Nobody wants to rock the boat, really, because at the end, you and I, we yeah. benefit from it too. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's, you think it's too hard. Then it's already, uh, yeah. it's already like a huge thing yeah. what, here. What that is, yeah. I this because I wanted to get comments this later, but you know, we're organic. No. But so what I know of us, what I know of you, mm. is that especially in the places where we're passionate about, we are trying to help people. Right. And we have that compassion right. and that thing. But then it's like, well, this is not my area. This is, <laughs> I mean, I'm there getting McDonald's. Yeah. This is here, and I'm like, yeah. I am seeing this. Yeah. In the deeper thing, but then I'm also like the reality of, hey, you're just here oh, yeah. for money and yeah, things. Yeah. So like, I have a different attitude. Is that weird that I have? Oh, it's yeah. the same issues, but it's in a different context. So, and I'm am I less compassionate? Mm. I don't know. I have yeah. I have that going through my mind right. sometimes. It's weird. You know what you think? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we all have that, I and mean, we all look at the same thing yeah. from a slightly different angle. Yeah. And all of our viewpoints, I guess, are valid. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think what, what really what it boils down to at the end of the day is are we willing to accept this yeah. or are we willing to do our part to change things? Um, if I can't do it, do I know people who are much better in, in doing this than me? And, and I guess that's one thing that, um, and that's maybe you know, another topic, the COVID situation that I felt, everybody felt like we're we're helpless, you know, there's this virus and we don't know what's going to happen and all of a sudden you see groups of people popping up doing tremendous yeah. work and, and helping and I, I didn't know they were around, yeah. you know, so I guess those situations and, and bad situations create opportunities as well. Well, I, I, like I loved what you were doing with the first responders and you know, mm. coffee every day. And I mean, I mean, it's a lot yeah. of work. I mean, I saw you batch <laughs> yeah. all these yeah. It doesn't feel like work, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right, right, right. But I think that sometimes I get, I don't know if it's guilt, but I question myself where like, oh, I do stuff that's my thing. Oh, that's their yeah. thing. Mm. But like, I see, might see stuff on social media that gets my heart too, but I go, yeah. Should that be my thing? Should I also see what can I? I have a yeah. platform for this thing. Yeah. Should I do that? Or yeah. is, I don't know. I mean, I'm not yeah. like conflicted, like, oh, it's so sad, but I'm just like, well, should yeah. I be doing something or should I not be doing something or what should I do? Because I think if you, like, you spread yourself too thin, if you just, I'm going to go, right. like, do all those stuff. But I think you're doing this, you're, at least you're doing something as opposed yes. to not doing anything. Yeah. And then you support the other people. Yeah, the, the yeah I, think, I think the worst option is doing nothing. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, and once you realize that just being in your comfort zone and not doing anything is not going to change anything. That's right. Um, Staying in your comfort So then you start figuring out what is it that I'm good at? And what is it that I'm good at that might help other people too? And what other ideas do I have that I have no clue about in terms of how to implement things, but who do I know? And that's, I think, where the whole exciting thing uh, starts for me. And then I think that's what I consider um, with our little, our little roastery here. I, th I think we were able to create some sort of community where we get to meet people from different walks of life, different age groups, different social strata and uh, skills. And that's how I met you guys. Um, and then all of a sudden you see, okay, you might want my help, I might need your help, and how, so how we do something together. And you know people that I, I don't know, I know people that you don't know, and all of a sudden we create synergies, and you know, I think that's, that's what I really envision, and that's one thing I believe we can, we can create to make this place better. Well, you know, in talking about um, the roastery, um, I, mean, I had this whole idea. I'm gonna ask you how you do your travels and like, you know, we're, okay. again, we're sitting here as friends talking. You know, when you first got to Bacola, mm. did you know that you were gonna put something up? Oh no, okay. no. Actually, the um, what brought me to Bacola was work. So I was a volunteer uh, or consultant. Um, 
um, with a local NGO here in Bacolod called Kidan Kaisahan, which was supporting underprivileged, which was going to the rural areas, helping uh, local LGUs to comply with new laws that gave them a lot of power to implement policies at the local level. Uh, and I came in as an agriculturist and geographer um, to support uh, agribusinesses. So, how long was this? Uh, that was for eight and a half years. So that's why people are always, you're familiar with that area and I'm, I'm pretty much familiar with a lot of places and I went to places where a lot of locals say it's too dangerous, there's NPA, RPA and whatnot. Yeah. And so, oh really? Because all I know is whenever I went to an area for a meeting, I, I could see people being put, put aside and yes. then they kind of thought, who's that guy, what's he doing? Oh, he's cool, he's, he's helping. And then it's all green light, you can, you can do your work. So that, that's what brought me here. And, and then were you already um, exploring or working with local coffee growers, if that was coffee part mm, of that project? It became, it wasn't initially. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I think it was in 2004 that um, we had a meeting, all the volunteers in the Philippines, we had a, we had a meeting. And then one of my colleagues was assigned to Figaro, Figaro Coffee Corporation, yeah, yeah, yeah. which still exists. And then she asked around if in our respective project areas there's coffee, because they wanted to kind of uh, source coffee locally. And then <laughs> I remember saying like, wait a minute, I, I think there is, but I'm not really sure. Um, and I was thinking of the m slopes of Mount Kanloon, where some of my project areas were. And then I went back, looked around, yeah, indeed, these are really coffee trees. I, I probably didn't really, didn't really look at them closely. I just saw them, you know, out of the window. And then I um, invited uh, the person over from Figaro and the CEO. And then we started working with local farmers. And then all of a sudden, here was something that got my attention. I, I used to work with vegetables, high-value crops, but I mean, honestly, I couldn't relate to carrots and onions. <laughs> no, I like eating them, but you know, like, it's, it's kind of a very mechanical way of growing yeah, food. A specialty onion business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, community. yeah. So, so, yeah, you know, like, oh, well, these eggplants look young. Yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I... Um, I found something that I really thought, wow, this is so much more than looking at a tree and, and yeah. um, making people grow things. Wow. Um, and then from that moment on, it just really got me. Were you already a coffee like enthusiast as far as drinking? No, drink, drinker, coffee, yeah. coffee wow. drinker. I mean, I, I loved coffee and I mean, growing up in Germany, we already had our pour overs before it was called pour overs yeah. and we had uh, artisanal stuff before it was uh, yeah, a hipster song. thing. Yeah, the song. yeah, so you know, now it's cool probably. Yeah, before right. it was like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's what, that's what grandmothers yeah, do. Like, this, <laughs> this. Yeah, wow, like, yeah. how many degrees is the water? Yeah. Right? <laughs> what the material of your song? Yeah, like, so, um, yeah, it, it was funny. So basically, I, I loved coffee, I drank it, and I drank it with sugar i thought yeah. it was cool at least yeah. it looks, at least it looks black but yeah. there's no yeah. milk in it because my dad used milk what's that yeah. <laughs> so I, I put sugar in it and so that that's that was my my uh coffee background really and then going to the field looking at the cherries seeing them turn into uh, green unroasted coffee and then smelling them through the roasting process and it was of course locally in the pan yes, that yes. they do but all of a sudden you your senses kick in literally i mean from something that is looks nice looks like a grain and becomes something so different and so complex i think that intrigued me a lot Did how soon after um, you started uh, locally did you start going to like other countries and like looking at their fields and things like that? Um, not not that much. Actually, I, the first thing was I wanted to learn more about how to grow this uh, okay. tree properly. 
and how to get people into following certain protocols to produce more and better so that they can actually sell and make money. That, that was really the, right. the, whole, the whole point. And then I got so excited that I wanted to learn more. So I was researching, um, I remember the time when you had the dial-ups, when the modem was like, <laughs> just, just to get disconnected. So, but I managed to Google, uh, or was it Netscape at Netscape. the time? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Who bought them? <laughs> I don't know. When you had ICQ? <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. So, um, so I, I found this, this guy in, in the Bay Area. Um, and I said, okay, I want to learn how to roast. So I want to learn more about um, coffee. Um, so yeah, I, I went over there. I brought one of my colleagues from the NGO with me so that we have knowledge together how to add value to the product just and that's why by the way that's where I really learned roasting because I was able to go to Pasadena near LA to roast in a company there for a, a, a month to really do the actual stuff after I went through um, it's like workshops huge, huge batches and stuff like that no it was like a I think it was a 10 pound roaster okay. so something like that it wasn't but it was really, it was the real deal. Yeah. It's, it's not just you, you have a workshop and you simulate yes. things. So, because at that time, I asked one of the participants, I, I really want to do it, because we didn't have a roaster here in the yeah. Philippines, so if I went back, it would just be you know, very, very, very theoretical and yeah. no practical application. So I, I was able to really uh, understand more. And then, of course, after a while, I, I came back and then nothing happened to that because I, I, I was so excited that I dashed ahead, li literally. So I had all these visions now, we're going to do this and that and that. Just to go back to the farmers and see they're not even doing what they yeah, thought they should be doing. No? They, it's, just, it's like going back to square one, basically on a weekly basis. Um, but then it didn't stop me because I really wanted to learn as much as I, I could. About about coffee, and we're not talking about barista and making espressos and, and latte art. Um, so it was really from from the plant to what we have in the cup and what what, what you can smell. Wow! You're um, also like some of your pictures. I'll see you in uh, different areas of the Philippines. Yeah. Um, what is your, I mean, you also, you were, is it Indonesia where you Yes, from? yes. Was that in the coffee as yes, well? Yes, yeah, What was that so. experience about? Was that after? Um, after. So after my, my time was up here, in 2010, I moved to Sumatra, um, North Sumatra, which is one of the famous coffee growing yes. areas. So Indonesian coffees are really, really uh, popular. And it's, depending on the statistics, it's number three or four in the world in terms of production. So it's, it's a big origin. And I was starting to work also with NGOs, um, with coffee farmers. So that widened my horizon. So coffee in a different cultural setting, uh, different... Uh, yeah, it's really... And I think coffee and culture became coffee culture here. Because I, I really thought, you know, the coffee is... For some, coffee culture is when you sit somewhere on, on Fifth Avenue in a nice fancy cafe and sip your macchiato. But coffee culture is also being in the farms and people making firewood, heating up, um, heating up their coffee water with a banged up cattle. You know, like, so, and everything in between is coffee culture. So, and I always wanted to connect those two ends to some degree so that um, we do different things, but we still, and coffee is the common denominator yes. to yeah. it, you know, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you speak this language or that language. At the end of the day, we just love yeah. being part of something bigger. That's right. Yeah. Well, when you, so going to Indonesia, mm. you talk about the culture, even like mm. the people mm. culture is different yeah. than, uh, you know, Philippines. What were the? How did that play out in your everyday, like with the coffee, like mm. with the farming? Is the methods different? Is how yeah. you treat your advice different, yeah. or how's? Well, to begin with, um, in Indonesia, 
if you live as a farmer in a traditional coffee growing area, you, you should not even consider yourself being a farmer unless you have coffee. Oh. So coffee is, is part of their identity. So whether it's backyard or a little bit bigger, but it's, there's no meeting without coffee and, and it might be an awful cup of coffee with a lot of grains and, and sediments <laughs> and stuff, but it is really part of it. And they're not giving you three-in-one Nescafe. They're giving you their own stuff. Not the, not the good stuff, because that right. goes usually yeah, for so export, but um, they're giving you coffee. And also the different varieties, how they manage, how they prune, how they um, organize their farms, how the whole marketing thing is, is different. They have big uh, weekly markets where, where people bring this huge hundred kilo sacks of coffee to on the roadside and then you can look and smell and, and buy right there and then. So there's a whole exotic system uh, in, in place. So it, it changed, it, it's kind of added to my, to my experience. And in the Philippines, unfortunately, for most, coffee is a sideline. It's kind of like, you know, if it's there, it's there. If it's not there, uh, I'm okay. I, I just yeah. do something else. So, As opposed to an identity. Yeah, so the, the social fabric in, in Indonesia is much more conducive for, for production than it is here. Um, but it was interesting. And what I really loved in that, um, that, that time of my, my professional life was I could go to so many different areas to many different islands with their own culture again. Whether you go to Flores, to Sulawesi, to Java, um, to Sumatra, they're all different. Yeah. It's the same product, coffee, but everything around is, is variable, it's, it, it changes. So it, sometimes it propels you to almost like ancient times, you see their houses, you see the features of people. You really think you're in Jurassic Park and then you go to a very modern <laughs> establishment on the other hand. So this, it's exciting, really. Yeah, I bet. I mean, we are, one of the cool things is, you know, one of the passions we have is like mm. for jiu-jitsu. Sometimes yeah. uh, we won't travel to replace Philippines. Or yeah. Myself, I go, I mean, mostly Philippines. But like, each gym is different. Some yeah. people, it's like how, like they're just getting started, how we got started, with just with mats and like a yeah. warehouse kind of space. And then some guys are, you know, yeah. it's just, it, but it's that you just get a chance to connect yes. and yeah. see, and then they end up showing yeah. you around town yeah. or take you to a coffee shop or yeah, something I know. like that. You know, yeah, and then out. you know people are passionate about it. If, even if it's just little details yeah, that yeah. are uh, of no importance to anyone else, right. isn't it? Yeah, I, I think that's, uh, that's the parallel. I think it's because the community, there's like a huge, like, tight community like in yeah. coffee or in yeah. martial arts in general. Yes. I think that's why I, we both of us are kind of like attracted to the thing because it's not just the coffee, it's just the community yeah. and then there, yeah. there's so much to learn. Yeah. It's not just, oh, this is coffee and then that's yeah. it. There's so many details about that. It's the same thing with martial arts. Like other people don't even care. It's just, oh, I see that, that's it. You punch him in the face, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Here you drink coffee and that's yeah. it. Yeah, but and then punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you don't realize there's so much detail into it. You know, yeah. If you're passionate about it, you delve into it, it's endless. Like, yeah. That's why, like, uh, like it's like um, we're, we're, mm. we did martial arts for a long time, so uh. you kind of there's rags like from white belt to black belt, for example. Right? Yeah. The same thing. You go like you go back. We we're kind of white belt. We kind of. Uh, is that is this, that uh, is that the level before black? No, why? Why, <laughs> why is the lowest? That's why, that's why how we are. Oh, that's the three and one of coffee. Yeah, that's what we're like, what is this? I want to join you guys. I have, I have varicose veins. <laughs> we'll and one way. You're just upper body. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the thing I, I find funny, though, is like there is that parallel. So, like, for instance, everybody understands physical altercation, right? Mm. Or, like, physical confrontation. And then you can, you know, break it down, right? But, like, one thing I find interesting with coffee is that so many people drink coffee. Yeah. yeah. But not so many people think about, yeah. like, all the things that go into either bringing you that cup or to, yeah. like, 
you know, we're down to specialty, down to yeah, roasting. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. these are great beans. Hey, here's green beans. Well, you roast them wrong, and they're like, hey, yeah. mine doesn't taste like yours, yeah. or whatever it is. I right. mean, there's, I didn't know, you know, yeah. I didn't start doing coffee until I came here. So it's my fault. Oh, no, okay. No, no, you made a snob. That's how you That's your own oh, idea. idea. Don't, don't listen to them. Don't <laughs> Like, we're turning into snobs, you can't even drink like a regular... It's, 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 we would have so many meetings, and then I love sugar, and I love their sugar, and I was like, why didn't I love you before, you know? And uh, um, so when we, uh, I just started drinking coffee, then I started, oh, I like coffee. And we started trying different things. So I'll give you a funny thing. So the first meeting we had to come meet with you yeah, yeah. a couple years ago, come talk to you. Uh, early in the morning, you were just opening up, and you are like, hey, you guys want coffee? And we're like, yeah, sure. And then when you go, do you guys want sugar? And we look at you, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, no. We're like, we said, no, he's testing us. If you said yes, we're never going to have it. Did you bring your own stash? But since, you know, that time, you know, we're, uh, you know, now we're trying to learn more. Yeah. And so we're, it's funny, you get this, oh, we have like a now an awareness, yeah. but not a yeah. skill. No, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, are you talking about jiu-jitsu? That's both. Actually, that's both. Actually, that's both. That's how I feel. Same here. That's both. You know. So I mean, but you know, it's so. You mentioned like during this COVID time, right? Yeah. You know, and I've been watching in the U.S. here and watching you mm. do your thing during this time. Yeah. And it's like, coffee is essential. Yeah. I mean, it has become essential. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You know, I tell you a story because um. When when they started to to implement and enforce the lockdown or um, the ECQ, so only one person per household was given a pass and was yeah. God, which wasn't me. Oh. And then the people said, "Oh, yeah, just put your business permit in the car and show it at the checkpoints," which which was true. It really worked. But then I thought, you know, I see all these people putting those papers on the yeah. windshields, essential, essential. So yeah. I just. Decided. Okay, I think coffee is essential, so I put like yeah. coffee deliveries do not delay. Yeah, yeah. And lo and behold, like, it was okay. Like, oh, right through. Yeah. So, and then yeah, and I really realized um, coffee is indeed essential because we we were able um, to keep going just by um, taking orders that my wife and I would personally deliver, which I really found great. Because it's not only that we could generate um, income for the business, but we could connect with clients. Yeah. We all of a sudden realized where they are, what they like, yeah. where they usually buy. So it was actually a big market study that we found ourselves in, uh, without really even knowing. Yeah. And yeah, and up to this point, even now as we sit here, um, we're not supposed to let people in um, unless it's for podcasts, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but people are swinging by yeah. grabbing a cup or, or buying, so I'm, I'm really happy to see that. Well, it's funny because when, you know, I would message the uh, coffee culture uh, IG to like, yeah. you know, like oh, I'd like to pick up beans, and like, then I would look at also comments mm. and how people are like, so happy mm -hmm. you're available still, yeah. like they can still get it, or so happy you can do takeouts, you know, and like, just like kind of the celebration, like, yay, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I mean, it's, I don't know, it, it's really funny that uh, uh, I never, just like jujitsu, I didn't start jujitsu until I came here. In 2008, always was into martial right. arts, yeah. but never able to really go for it. And at the okay. time, yeah, and I was my early ages was playing basketball. But when I came here, it wasn't a matter of oh, I want to be this someday. Right. It's just hey, man, this is great for me to meet my friends. Mm. Oh, guess what? I'm still competitive. Like I got to get let something out. Yeah. And then you know you made close relationships, and that opened your world up. Oh, yeah. And then you found a passion for it. Yes. And then you start looking at those details. Yeah. And then you find the people who get excited about details, too. Yes. You know, like, yes. you might think yeah. everyone drinks coffee, but yeah. not everybody gets excited. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's totally okay. That's the other yeah, thing. Right. I mean, Absolutely. you don't, 
you don't impose your no. passion and, and your skills on other people and, unless they're really shown interest in it. Right. So in that sense, even what, what we created here, um, I don't want to create snobs. I mean, I did yeah, it yeah. for you guys. Sorry. <laughs> We're, We're not snobs. We love one. But, I mean, people don't want to be lectured all the time. If they want the coffee, that's what they want. Yeah. 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 So, and then you give them that. So, and this, this coffee culture project and, and um, passion, it's about that. So if you want a brewed coffee, you get a brewed coffee. If you want, if your budget is like this, I try to give you that. So, um, and you should not be... Uh, should not feel discriminated against right, just yeah. because you're not on the specialty train. And and aside from that, I mean, living in a provincial town, we're not Manila, and Manila is not Tokyo or Taipei or LA with a huge specialty culture and, and already a history of that. So if you want to survive as a business, I don't think going specialty alone is the way to go. So... You, you got to put your eggs in different baskets. Really. Did you always, so you know, here at the, uh, at the coffee culture, you have a cafe, mm. actually roast, and yeah. you roast for people all around, all around the country, the world? Do you send it? Um, no, we have. I mean, it goes out. People bring it, it goes out, out yeah. because they bring it as, yeah. as uh, pasalubangs, usually. But, we, we do get requests, yeah. but unfortunately, like many things in this country, it's good ideas but very hard yeah. to realize them I mean and then the other side is what we participate in too is like the educational side of it from yeah. just understanding like common language yeah. about talking about coffee how to you know understand a little bit more nuanced stuff and things yeah. like that um, how what was that mm. did you did you have that vision to do all three kind of those things yeah as, okay I, I think um, because you were you were part of um, one of the workshops that that yes. we did on coffee tasting cupping so that education for those who want to learn more I think it's an opportunity because first of all you spend a lot of money doing it if you if you did it in the yeah, states yeah. or in Europe it costs really a lot um, and here I try to break down um, all these different aspects of coffee into um, digestible <laughs> units and when people can decide okay this is all I wanted to know I'm done or okay I want to go on with the journey what else have you got um, so I can cater for that well in fact the place where we were sitting was supposed to be my my man cave for coffee <laughs> so my my lab and then it was incorporated in the shop coffee shop so I don't really get to do all these things that I wanted in the beginning unless we create more space. But on the what other hand... some of those things that you wanted to do? And what you no, like a classroom kind oh, okay. of thing where people can... Yeah. So not being disturbed by... by um, or distracted by the usual you know, cafe operations. Right. Um, so they can uh, take all their time, they can learn things. So right now we always squeeze in things, yeah. which, which is nice too. To be able to roast in front of customers, excuse yes. me, it's, it's wonderful. People directly ask questions: yes. What do you do? What means do you roast? Um, why do you do this and not that? So it, again, it's part of a, an experience because I think coffee culture also gives you an experience, and not just a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, and this is what we are. This is what we do. Take whatever you want yeah. away from this place. I think, I mean, not trying to like blow smoke or nothing uh. like that, but like that kind of appreciate what you're doing. Here. Uh. I, I, we like those, we gravitate to things and uh, people that like you can tell their hearts. And stuff. Yeah. You know, like we're like, hey, I'm not copying someone. I'm not, I'm not saying you shouldn't copy someone else or be inspired, but just we're like, you can feel like, hey, this is me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here it is. You know, like yeah. I've been trying to get better, but I want not I'm yeah. taking. I'm showing you some of who, who I am. Yeah. Correct. And I yeah. like that. You know, I know. I, I want to. I, I like to patronize more people like that. So I yeah, it's authenticity, yeah, I guess, authenticity. isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's really nothing to hide. And I mean, you don't force people to like what you like. 
and everybody's free to go here. That's, actually, that's the reason why sometimes people say, oh, I hate Starbucks or this and that, because maybe it's mainstream or yeah, this yeah. and that. And I said, why? And first of all, I wouldn't be here without Starbucks. Right. Yeah. And you probably wouldn't be drinking coffee either. Mm -hmm. um, and they all have a reason to exist. Because if I start criticizing Starbucks, I have to criticize the people going to Starbucks. Yeah, right. And I'm just using Starbucks as an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who am I? Who am I? Yeah. teaching us right now. Pay attention. I give you another option. Yeah. If that's your yeah. cup of tea or coffee in this case, then yeah. go for it. We're here. You know, when I was young, I always had these, you know, it's, it's youth, it's, I don't know, married personality, but like where you want to like, hey, I know something you don't know, or I go oh, to yeah. this place, yeah. and, and I think sometimes that still creeps in, you know, and <laughs> yeah. it's not like even always like a judgment to someone else, but like, I make myself feel oh, yeah. but I oh, think yeah. that's like what you're saying is really great, it's like, you know, because again, like a lot of times we... Unless people are saying crazy things, you know, mm. if you're just really pursuing, like, let's say jujitsu. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude, I just want more people to do it. Right. Yeah. You know, because that you're gonna get there yeah. if, you keep, if you stick with it. We're all gonna get to that yeah. same place and same appreciation and same thing it can give you. you right. Know? But if you get caught up, I mean, we see this all the time, especially over here. Like people, oh, yeah. ah, those guys or these guys, and and yeah. now when like I realize you're talking, I'm like, uh -huh. hey, I'm trying, I'm starting to do that in Colombia, uh -huh. yeah. you know, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but here, I think here it's even much more pronounced um, because of the, um, again, the social fabric of Pakolot is, is very different. And lots of people say it's, it's very feudal. So if a certain place is associated with a certain crowd, yes. only that crowd will end up going there. So it, it won't be open. Not explicitly, but it won't be open for everyone. People so it's like, ah, oh, yeah, this yeah. is this is for the rich. Yes, yeah. And then I think that's what happened here initially. I think when people saw the building and they didn't really know what it's gonna be, I think a lot of people were kind of um, scared off mm. because it it looks expensive, it looks yeah, fancy, and this and that. So it's it's not it's, this is not my place. I don't belong yeah. here. And we have that a lot in yeah. in this in this yeah. city. And it. I think it took a while for for people to realize it's not like that. Yes. Of course, our product has a certain price range. Sure. But th this is not created in order to discriminate against people who right. can't afford it. It's just simple business yeah, computation. Yeah, yeah. But after a while, we saw different people coming in, and it's such a healthy mix of old, young students, professionals, um, rich, not so rich. And, and that pleases me a lot. This is really something that I envisioned. It's a place for everyone. I think that one of the things we've figured out, or I mean, I guess it's not me. I don't know if it's accessible for everybody, but you know, there is a cost. Mm. But if I actually put the time to learn how to brew myself, yeah. I actually spend less. I mean, at least where I'm not, I don't need to go to Starbucks. Oh, you would cut that, like right? That. <laughs> 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 like, no, don't <laughs> Don't listen to him. Don't listen. <laughs> A cup of coffee in our shop is always yeah. better than in his house, guaranteed. <laughs> That's true. However. <laughs> In, in specifically talking to that, I know I'm not gonna make a better cough, but it's like you know how you're like, hey, I made this myself, you know? What I mean? yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I'm getting a little better and things like that. I yeah. think it's a, it's a, a. If you're drinking the coffee, I feel like hey, it's a journey you can take, yeah. and you can learn some things. And I don't know. I mean, I enjoy yeah. like, making I, coffee for my family uh, and stuff like no, that. You, you, know? you you drink coffee in a cafe because of the experience right. and maybe the social interaction. The same, the same mechanism that works with going out to a restaurant. You can right. cook food yes. in your house. That's right. Yeah. There's no, essentially, there's no need to eat in a restaurant, but you eat there for different reasons. Right. So, and both are, again, good. both are good points yeah. and, and totally valid. So it will not put us out of business. Right. 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 And, and at the same time, we won't deprive people of the experience that they want outside of their house. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, so let's, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, like with our, the thing we're embarking on this um, uh, project, the yeah. Fundacion. One of our ideas is 
you know, we are always trying to highlight kind of like what's local. Yeah. So in this project, mm. hopefully we'll learn enough to be able to highlight things, but our goal is just to discover more about like Philippine and local coffee. Right. Now you serve mm. a ton and get a lot mm. of Philippine coffee you roasted. Right. What are your impressions in just, you know, these years of the... Mm. Maybe not the the industry side, but just the quality of like taste that you can pull out, like okay. compared to where other places you've been. Well, I think um, we came a long way, and we have a long way to go. So we're kind of somewhere in the process of um, getting to somewhere better. But in my in my experience, so being exposed to Philippine coffee since mid-2000 um, we, we have seen a lot of quality improvement much more differentiation before it was when you talk about Philippine coffee the word that would pop up was patangas right, right. whatever that means so it's like patangas and everything that apparently that was coffee from patangas was supposed to be uh, equivalent to Philippine coffee right but um, we have so many different origins, um, so different uh, geographical locations where we grow coffees under um, maybe unique um, growing conditions, contributing to unique flavors in, in coffee. So we have in Luzon, the Cordilleras, Kalinga. We see in Nueva Vizcaya coming up. There's a lot of um, dynamics. Then uh, Visayas is Robusta Baraco area, um, basically. Um, Panay and Negros, a little bit in Bohol, and then Mindanao, which is probably the the most promising um, land for for growing coffee, and and for me still the best uh, coffees in in the Philippines come from there, and a lot of private roasters like myself, NGOs, um, donors that in the, the States, the United States is very active in promoting coffee now and for years now in Mindanao with uh, USAID funded projects um, gearing towards um, I think the US market largely but it contributed a lot through trainings, through uh, intro introduction of different varieties, uh, processing techniques to quality and some of the coffees that you tried here before as a result of that before we wouldn't see such a wide range yeah. and an identity too yeah. um, of Philippines with its coffees do you think <laughs> that um, more Filipinos are um, uh, aware uh, yeah aware or appreciative of, like the people who really like um, coffee mm. like yeah. Philippine coffee because you know yeah. sometimes yeah. you like people like the imported oh. or things like no. that is that changing? I, here, as far as uh, um, coffee culture is concerned, most of our customers want Philippine coffees. So in the beginning when I didn't know, and of course being educated coffee-wise also abroad, I stocked up on Costa Rica, Guatemala, yeah. and this and that. And then just to see like this, this stuff is not moving. And what was moving? Mount Apple, Negros blend. So it's a, it's a function of price, of course. and but Filipinos like to drink Philippine coffee, which is great, which is absolutely fantastic. And that's why I want to offer a range of, of Philippine coffees. I, I've, uh, in San Francisco, there was a, um, a place, uh, what's it called? Andy Town. And I, they have a couple shops out there, and I, I go mm. there sometimes. And I was on uh, someone else's Instagram and saw that they were like a guest roaster in the middle uh, mm. and then they purchased a batch of greens and yeah. brought them back and roasted them there and then yeah. I mean they sold out pretty fast I bought like once yeah. and I wasn't able to yeah. get more but I thought it was I just thought it was cool Yeah, you know but and I, I feel like um, I guess like as being Filipino American when you're growing mm. up you don't see a lot of like Philippine products or things that other people appreciate that are, are Philippine, whether it's music, whether or right. anything you're, you're, right. also yeah. that you're interested in. Yeah, yeah. And so we've always gravitated to things. Oh, mm. that guy in the Tia Carrera is Filipino, <laughs> <laughs> something yeah. like that. You yeah. Know? And then, uh, I mean, of course, mm. you know, Manny Pacquiao or something uh, like those mm, things. But yeah. now you're seeing, I mean, a lot of different ranges from artists yes. to like graphic designers, yeah. and all these kinds of things. Food industry. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Food yeah. industry. 
And so that was just kind of another thing where, again, I'm not one of these guys, oh, this is better, whatever, but yeah. it's just, oh, man, this is cool. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean... And it's heritage, too, yeah. whether, whether, you, whether you were born and raised there or not. Right. That's, that's part of your DNA. Right. You know, and I think so we're... Um, and then the other side is, a lot of times when we work with youth, they think something outside of where they're from is better. Yeah. yeah. And so part of our mission is like, even in jujitsu, it's like, hey, mm. we got good jujitsu in Macaulay. Oh yeah. You know, just come. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying we're the best, yeah. but you're not going to be disappointed. You come train, yeah. you're going to be like, yeah. you're not going to go, those guys don't know what they're doing. You're going to be like, Better oh, than okay, working your guys. iPad. Huh? Yeah. yeah. You know, so like, it, all these kind of things is, so even like with the coffee, we that's still another mm. thing is, I want to show like, some of our young people, hey, Right. It's not about being oh the greatest, but there's good things, and it's what you make oh, yeah. of it and what yeah. you can do with it. You oh know? yeah. So we hope that like this will also be another highlight to people mm. that there's good stuff here locally in Bacola. Yeah. You know. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Calzada. Yes, okay. that's the. That, yeah. So that's. I mean, I, from what I know, I mean, they they probably b saw this picture of the Seattle market before with coffee from the Philippines on, on an old picture turn of the century or so yeah. and I think that triggered them wait a minute there was coffee from the Philippines being brought to the United States and, and sold there and I think that triggered their journey into exporting Philippine coffees to the States again so with like if what I understand about um, Calzada and like what mm. they're doing when they're really getting into communities yeah and, like helping them have a facility or some kind of thing right. like that. Yeah. Is that something that you're interested in to yes. that level also? Yes, uh, I am. But but to be honest, I'm a one-man show right. more than anything. So I, I got to choose my battles Is that wisely. And I'm not the youngest anymore. I'm not <laughs> one of those hipster 20-year-old kids that <laughs> runs around like young geese. Yeah. Well, would you... Um, since you live in Negros, would it be something like Negros, or because of yeah. like okay? Yeah, okay. I, actually, I, I started uh, hooking up with a guy who's extremely good with plants and growing stuff, and I provide a lot of seed materials, and we are experimenting as as we speak in the slopes of uh, Mount Canlaon mm -hmm. to get some trials going, see what we can grow here. Um, I always had in the back of my head maybe doing something in Mindanao because I just love yeah. I love that land and and it shows a lot of potential but then I, I don't know I mean how, how do you roast run a coffee shop source processor uh, I'm still part of a, a processing group in Bali because that that's one of the outcome of my work that <clears throat> we started to produce our own specialty coffees uh, which we sell locally in Indonesia and, and uh, abroad as well there's so many things you can really yeah. do and there's so little time yeah, absolutely. to do it. And you need a team of people that, that are on the same page. Yes. You, you really cannot do it alone. Yeah. So I hope with what I'm starting with another person here, we'll sh so, uh, show some results that are promising and take it, take it from there. Yeah, I mean, I there's probably several different approaches like organizationally mm. where like, I mean, mm. that you can take. Oh, you yeah. know, as far as like, oh, yeah. with like what level of like local like interaction as far as who's yeah. doing the stuff and I mean you know, yeah. I've seen some some oh. different things in not just coffee projects but different mm. projects and I guess it's really like I mean at some point you got to put it has to be business for like those farmers right right, right. but also like mm. I mean <clears throat> the level of I don't know I just see that opportunity for really because we work with the young people like just really empowering yeah. these young guys like hey you have something here yeah and but obviously it has to be the right people who oh they're not interested i'm not going to yeah. make you interested and if you're yeah. not interested but if you have like a, a spark we can kind of fan that, mm -hmm. that thing you know? yeah but it's just for the longest time living in the province and living in a rural area in the province doing agricultural stuff is not particularly sexy yeah <laughs> i mean why would people farmers for for instance um raise money save up to bring their kids to college just to see them back come back yeah, to yeah. the to the farm so it doesn't really make sense unless and that's what i strongly believe in you start to really teach them farming is a business it's not yeah, a yeah. coincidence or 
yes. you know, like a, um, a chance of geography that you happen to be born in that place and you're stuck. You can actually choose to do something. Yeah. And that, I, I know people who do that, actually, yeah. um, who really start to attract young people. And I have a feeling that this whole corona pandemic thing might be an additional uh, impulse for, yeah. for people to say, okay, what, what do we really need? We need food. Yeah. We need protection. The city doesn't provide that yeah, uh, yeah. necessarily. So hopefully it creates yeah. an opportunity for entrepreneurs, whether it's coffee yeah. or whether something it's else, something yeah. else. We all got to eat. Yeah, I realize we're working with a lot of scholars, high school and college, you know, that there will be, you know, I asked like, well, what do you really want? Like, if, mm. if you had, if it wasn't about money or time or things mm. like that, you know, some would be say, yeah, you know what, actually, I really do want to see the world, you know. Right. Others would say, you know what, if I could just stay here and do this, be a basketball coach, or if mm. I could do this, you know, why wouldn't I? So I mm. If I could open a restaurant, I love yeah. cooking, and like, right. if it wasn't, if that would help my family yeah. more, or yeah. then I would do that. Right. But this is, you know, so I think there are some of those yes. folks who do want to yeah. be in the family business, okay. if it could, yeah. you know. And that's, that's, that's a great thing, and all you do is then to provide an option for them to learn whatever they need to learn. I think you, you never start with preaching and convincing yeah, yeah. people you, you, you must oh, do this and must yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, you're interested, this additional information. If after that yeah. you still feel like you want to pursue it. Yeah. No. And also like giving them pride of what they do. Like, for example, yeah. like if you're mm. proud of what you're doing, like being a farmer, you're proud yeah. of it. It looks cool. Like oh, yeah. barber, barber culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Think of yeah. barber here, you kind of like, oh. oh, this is a utility right. thing. But yeah. if you go somewhere else, it's it's a community. It's a, it's yes. a cool thing. Yeah. Yes. And you, don't, you, yeah. you make yourself uh, proud of what yeah. you do. Well, yeah, but the people who, you know, we're starting to see that now, yeah. Yeah, like in the oh. barber culture, it's like, well, if I really own it and think it's cool, not yeah. it's just a utility thing that oh, I guess I can. Yeah. Then, then it becomes that way. Yeah. But it's your, yeah. What you're giving off. Yeah. I mean, maybe going going back to coffee. Was it cool 20 years ago to have a coffee yeah. shop? Right. Probably yeah. not. Now, when you when I, I guess when yeah. you look at the wish list of, of certain kids, having a coffee shop or a yeah. cafe is. Hey, we're gonna be cool. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it is cool. Anyway. Yeah, it, is it, cool. it doesn't make me cool. It's just cool. <laughs> it's just cool to have. But yeah. No, man. Yeah, right. Yeah. But but honestly, whatever you do, don't think it just comes easy. Or it's always the hard work that you got to put in. And sorry to say that, but a lot of people here in the Philippines try to do anything not to use their hands to work. Yeah. For them, not having an office job is much more superior to having a manual job. Asking somebody to do things for you is always superior to doing it yourself. So the mindset of people is against that spirit of of creating. You want something, but are you prepared to go all the way and start from zero until you can afford not to do anything? Yeah, I think like you. I mean, it happens in the U.S. too, but I don't know how much now I'm older. But you know, this idea that we thought. Well, if I just get this degree, or if I do this, mm. it's all gonna work out. Yeah. Or like working for other people, Office job. you know? Yeah, mm. because it's like it's hard to do your own thing. Oh yeah, and it's hard to. I mean, because a lot of it, there's that learning curve, and you. I mean, there's yeah. no way you can learn unless no. you're doing it. You know? Yeah, and, and and the risk that comes with mm-hmm. it financially or reputation wise. I mean, nobody wants to fail, but I guess right. most businesses start with failing Absolutely. before they. Yeah. Before they really make it, and I think that's why for us, like we've always, again, I don't preach sports is for everyone or whatever, but yeah. there has to be, I think, for young people, some sort of platform where you to learn how to fail and learn from failure, right. or learn that every failure isn't yeah. failing. Yeah. You know, that's just part of it. Yeah. When you first start, you you're gonna get smashed when you go to yeah. this, but it's you figure it out, and hopefully, if you're in a good community, they show you. You know, oh, yeah. and it's not discouraging. Yes. It, you know, it's the one thing where yeah. you can get smashed where you go, oh, I got smashed. Wow, how'd you do that? Can you show me? That's the beautiful thing about sports, really. Yeah. I mean, I've been into sports yeah. um, at least when I grew up and when I get older, less. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, that no pain, no gain thing holds a lot of truth. Yeah. So you can't skip that no you pain thing. Yeah. yeah. 
and only go straight to the no gain, yeah. you know, or the gain rather. Um, so, and, and I always say, in, in all my experience professionally, um, especially working with farmers, when people ask me, and when I look back, I can tell you for sure millions of things that didn't work. Yes. And to, to the biggest extent, I learned what doesn't work. But if you ask me, so what is now the key to success or, you know, what's the golden rule to... I still don't know. I don't know with this business. I don't know what I did before. I know a lot of things that don't work. So it's a process of elimination. And maybe what worked for us here, maybe was luck to some degree. Maybe maybe it's a mix of everything right, exactly. but to think of I have a great idea and I think it will work it doesn't mean it will work yeah, 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 yeah. but not trying definitely yeah, means it will not work, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's it Man, pretty much that's awesome <laughs> Thomas said, thanks for taking your time with Man. us I mean I know you pleasure you got no we just have more coffee after that you can get sugar alright <laughs> <laughs> you want sugar out. now <laughs> But only Muscovado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no white sugar. Come on, take it easy. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, if you're listening, we'll be enjoying this time with Thomas. And you can Thanks, guys. Bacolo, come out to Coffee Culture here in Ali Hiss and, like, buy the beans. We are, our favorite is Bukindon and Don Apo right now. Uh, but we're always learning more. So... Thanks again. Thanks. Thomas. Thanks for coming over. Um, yeah, hopefully we can open next week and bring people in again. Yeah. Be good. So Thanks, guys. It was fun. We're out. <laughs> if you want to follow BC Papa's podcast on social media, we have a brand new Instagram account called BC Papa's. You can also follow BC Marshall and see what's happening in Bacolod City. Find out about where the good coffee spots are, where the good dessert spots are, and what we're doing to teach leadership through Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. The BC Papa's podcast is also brought to you by the Nothing to Lose Foundation, inspiring our leaders of the next generation. If you'd like to volunteer with the Nothing to Lose Foundation and know more about what we're doing here in the Philippines and in the United States, look at our website at n2lfoundation.com You can also find us on Facebook at n2lfoundation and Instagram at n2lfoundation